is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hello, everyone. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 589, recorded on Monday, July the 11th, 2022. I can't even remember the last time we recorded, Jason. When the hell was that? June 6th. Really? Yeah. Well, that's uh, according to the files that uh, when I started uh, getting the files ready for uh, for recording, uh, I think it was June 6th was... Uh, the update date on that, that particular file folder. Boy, oh boy. So it's been more than four weeks, uh, which makes me feel really bad and a little bit sad and a little bit guilty. I feel like we shouldn't have taken such a long break. I missed you. I missed talking to you. I'd like, you know, get used to a pattern of uh, of discussing, discussing uh, weird, stupid stuff and uh, some relevant, <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, most of the weird, stupid stuff is done, uh, you know, when we're not recording, but I suppose the, uh, you know the, the the relevant, interesting stuff is when we are recording, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, it feels kind of weird. I feel I feel a little disjointed when we don't talk on a regular basis or when we don't record on a regular basis. Right. We cover the weird to the relevant, the full gambit of information, really. Yeah. But I mean, it it has been a long, long time, and you know, there are a number of reasons for that. I think it's summertime, so. You know, The Walking Dead's not on. I figure if we're going to take a break, now was the time because none of the shows are airing new episodes currently. We went through a period there. There wasn't too much news happening. We didn't have a premiere date for, you know, the uh, season 11C or anything like that. So not a ton going on. And life just got busy. Like, my job yeah. is killing me lately. It's It's really busy, a lot going on, which is great. I mean, I don't want to complain about, you know, being busy at work, but at the same time, it was like sort of taking over things for a little while there. And, um, did you ever watch any of that show 100 humans on Netflix? No. Ever heard of it? Not that I recall. All right. Well, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but the premise of the show was sort of science based and they got a hundred people from all different walks of life, ethnicities, you know, all over the place. And they brought them together and then they did sort of scientific and social experiments with them. Uh, nice. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. <laughs> it, it was hosted by uh, a few people, one of whom was Allie Ward, who does a kind of a fun podcast called Ologies, where she interviews various ologists, you know, anything. She's been doing it for a while. So I kind of like her. And so I watched some of this show. And one of the things they tried to determine was what was the best slash worst decade of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but they determined that it was your forties. Oh yeah. Because when you're in your forties, like a lot of people have a lot of career responsibilities, you know, you're sort of right in the middle of your, your career. Generally, a lot of work stuff going on, which I have right now. A lot of people still have kids, children that are living with them that require parenting and supervision and all that kind of stuff. In your forties, you often have parents that are a little bit elderly now and maybe require a little bit more of your time and attention. You have house, mortgage payments, car payments, you know, you have all kinds of responsibilities. The forties are when you're busiest and when you have the most going on in life. And therefore they're sort of the hardest to navigate too. Uh, 
and people report sort of the most unhappiness, but also in a way the most happiness because of all these things that are going on. But it's it's the hardest decade. And I think I'm feeling that right now. Being, oh, yeah. Being 47 with job and and everything else going on in life and kids and parents and, you know, uh, dog, <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, so, you know, we took a little break and the podcast is the thing that went away for a short time. But here we are. We're back. Here we are. Uh, yeah. Well, luckily, I mean, I'm out of my forties now. I, uh, I hit the old 50 years old. That's right. On my last uh, birthday. So, uh, yeah, that's all, uh, that's all, that's all done with now. That's Except all. Except that I, I have a five-year-old and a mortgage and a job and responsibilities. And <laughs> sure. No dog, but it, this cat that just comes by. Yeah. It just, it just hangs out at the house. And Mystery cat. Follow, uh, follows my wife around now. Uh, she's got it, uh. She's got it trained where it just follows her around the house. Okay. And if you can't find her, it comes down here and yells at me. Well, that's no good. It's just, it, you know, and it's very loud. It's a very loud cat and just yells. It's like, how can I help you? Do you, what do you want? Uh, food. He doesn't want out. The, the answer is uh, food. There's, the dish is full-ish. Oh. I guess if you can see, you know, cats, if you can see the bottom of the dish, there's no food and they're starving to death. Right. Right. So it's just, it's got to be full till you can't see the bottom of the dish. Well, the, the cat just wants companionship then, I guess. And it's coming Not to for you. for me. <laughs> I'm the worst cat friend ever. Well, no, I'm a good cat friend, but it's, the, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I like the cat and everything, but, uh, it's not, not my your, cat. Right. It's a neighborhood cat and I'm, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to touch it. But I don't want to not touch it because I love cats. I can't believe you let it in the house, though. That's the thing that I don't understand. The cat's socialized. I'm telling you, like cats that are not socialized, that are, you know, uh, grow up outside or in a barn or something like that, are not friendly to humans. They don't know how to right. deal with that. This right. cat is socialized. He's friendly. He likes to be rubbed. He likes to come in and hang out and go to sleep and do all cat things, except that it's a little odd. Yeah. Like when he first came in the house, he didn't know what the TV was. Like the TV would be on and he'd look at it and he'd freak out. And I'm not sure that he knew how to use stairs at the beginning of our relationship. Uh, because he would come in the house and he would, he would just not know how to go up or downstairs, but eventually he learned. Okay. But you might be stealing someone else's cat here. You know that, right? Fully, fully aware. Okay. Fully aware. I've been, uh, I've been trying to convince Jenny to, uh, let us buy a, uh, breakaway collar. To put a note on it mm-hmm. saying, uh, we love this cat. Is it, it is it owned? Yeah. Right. Is, is it yours? Because <laughs> it keeps coming to our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, we're, we're back and, you know, I feel bad that we were gone for so long. I hope we haven't like lost all of our listeners because that would be a huge bummer uh, because there is Walking Dead stuff on the horizon. In fact, on the near horizon. Things are starting to happen again, Jason, and that's what we're here mostly to talk about today is some Walking Dead news, what's coming up, what's about to happen, and then do a little bit of listener feedback, just sort of general stuff that have that has come in from listeners about recent podcasts that we've done, if you can call them recent anymore. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, recent's relative. It really well, is. Recent as in, uh, have we talked? It feels like a long time, but, uh, you know, in geologic time? It's all happening at once. Exactly. So let's think of it that way and get started with The Walking Dead News. The Walking Dead News. All right. We got a few things to talk about here. The first one uh, that I want to throw out there is that the Museum of the Moving Image 
in New York City, Jason, has opened a Walking Dead exhibit. Nice. Yeah. So this place is in Astoria, New York. It's called Living with the Walking Dead, and it is running from June the 25th uh, to January 1st, 2023. So the rest of this year, basically, it is now up and running. And it will explore key aspects of the show's origins, production, and impact. And the exhibition will be accompanied by multiple screening series and other public events. So executive director Carl Goodman of the museum said, it's wonderful to be once again partnering with AMC Networks, this time to present an exhibition devoted to the long-running original series, The Walking Dead. It's more than just a television show. It's a cultural phenomenon that is adored by legions of fans who celebrate the innovative, engaging, and immersive world that its makers have built and for its diverse cast of characters. Nice. It hit all kinds of hot-button words there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Engagement and legion and, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of good words in that sentence. That was a good sentence. Engaging and immersive. So if you are in the New York area and want to go check that out, uh, I'd say do it and let us know what you think because, you know, we're not going to be able to make it down there for this, uh, but it might be sort of cool. There could be just props and uh, all, all sorts of interesting stuff from the show. So I think it's a, it'll be a good exhibit for big, big fans. Yeah. It, uh, and it's a, a moving image exhibit, right? So it's uh, the Museum of uh, Moving Image. Is that when, something you said? That's the place. Right. That's what it's called. That's right. Yeah. So there's going to be lots of screens showing various different things is the way, uh, the way I see it. Uh, there, I imagine there would be. Yeah. But I think the point is that it's, you know, it's a museum about film and yeah. visually recorded stuff. So, but you're right. I'm sure there's lots of screens and moving images and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Who wants to go to a museum and look at things anymore? Like, uh, oh, look, a, a foot. I don't know what kind of museum <laughs> would have a foot, but you know, I'm sure museums have feet of some yeah, kind. There's probably a foot museum somewhere in the world. Yeah. Well, the, uh, Peterborough has a canoe museum. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I, I've never I've been, been there. to it. I have. Jenny and I went one time. I made her go because yeah. I had been talking about it for years. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And eventually we went. It was really boring. Really? There was a whole lot of canoes and kayaks and various f- floaty things that people floated on and in. I'm kind of into canoes right now because I want to buy a canoe. Should I go to the canoe museum? Do they sell any canoes there? I don't. Uh, I don't know if they. I don't know if they sell canoes. Probably not. There was uh, a shop where they were making canoes. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, but I didn't see any actual sales. So I'm not sure what the relationship is between the canoe museum, this shop. And being able to purchase a canoe. Well, I don't know. I'm also handmade, you know, wooden canoes are going to cost you a lot of money compared to a, you know, regular <laughs> mass produced like fiberglass or Kevlar canoe. Well, if you've got, uh, if you've got, uh, you know, you're reaching the end of your forties now. So uh, maybe if you've got more time than anything else, uh, I can point you at a company out of the U.S. that will uh, ship you a canoe kit uh, where you can make it yourself. Yeah. That's the thing though. The forties, I don't have the time. Maybe in 20 years when I'm 67, I'll have plenty of time to build canoes. I look forward to those days. I've always wanted to build a a, a kayak from this company. I'm trying for the life of me to remember, uh, the name of the, the company. I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me in the middle of a sentence that, uh, you will be talking in a few minutes. All right. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, the museum of the moving image, Astoria, New York, living with the walking dead is the exhibit and it is on now. So if you do check it out, let us know what you think and and what you found there. Chesapeake Lightcraft. There it is. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a wonderful place. They have so many nice kits. You can get a sailboat kit or uh, a kayak kit. There's all kinds of stuff. All right. I'll look into it. Now, The Walking Dead, Jason. Two yes. weeks from now uh, is San Diego Comic-Con. Already? And I don't know if you know this, but The Walking Dead has always had a pretty big uh, presence at San Diego Comic-Con. And yep. this year is no exception. So there will be panels. There will there will be a panel for Tales of the Walking Dead and a main show, Walking Dead panel. They are back-to-back on Friday, July 22nd. So the Tales of the Walking Dead panel will be at 12.30 p.m. in Hall H, which is the big you know, the big hall over there at Comic-Con. Well, it starts with the letter H, so it better be big. <laughs> hall, hall, <laughs> right. Uppercase H, hall. Yeah. And Walking Dead will be at 1.30 p.m. immediately following it also in Hall H. Now, Tales of the Walking Dead. Here is Here are the panelists for this one. Scott Gimple. Uh-huh. Channing Powell. Gotcha. Terry Crews. I love him. Michael Satrazimus. I don't know who that is. He's a director, you know. Super. You've, you've watched many of his episodes. Awesome. Samantha Morton, uh-huh. who played uh, um, Alpha. Right. Danny Ramirez and more. So I don't know. I don't know who Moore is. Is it uh, Julianne Moore? Uh, no, I don't think so. Roger Moore? It, it might be. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, it could be. Um, oh my God! What's her name? Uh, her last name isn't Moore. Anyways, it has this has some of the cast of Tales of the Walking Dead. As you know, each episode will have different uh, cast members and characters. So they could just be holding their cards close to their chest a little bit on this one. And, you know, some special people could show up. We don't know. Well, everybody's special. So whoever shows up is special, I would say. Okay, fair enough. Anyways, that one's at 1230 on July 22nd. The Walking Dead panel comes right up after it, also featuring Scott Gimple. I, I imagine there's going to be more names on this list that you're a little bit familiar with, Jason. Well, but- Terry Crews, he's one of my personal heroes. I love Terry Crews. I still remember uh, seeing him in, in his first acting role. Do you remember Terry Crews' first acting role? Well, I I know an early acting role of his, but I don't know if it was his first. Which one are you thinking of? The president in... Uh, Oh, right. Idiocracy. Um, idiocracy, yeah. That was pretty good. That was a pretty yeah. good role. But I'm thinking of uh, Training Day. He w- uh, played a gangster, uh, unnamed gangster with no lines on the roof of uh, a house, clapping his hands, flipping pigeons. Really? I don't know how you train a pigeon to flip over, but you, you clap the hands and the, the pigeon would do like a barrel roll kind of thing. Come on. You can do that? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just know that that's what Terry Crews was doing because if I was a pigeon... Uh, I don't actually, if I was a human and Terry Crews was standing anywhere near me and <laughs> clapping, I'd probably do a flip. Okay. I, I'd probably flip over it some, uh, you know, somehow. I don't think it would be as graceful as a pigeon and pigeons are not graceful, uh, but I, I would do something. Boy, somehow we got to make that happen. Get you and Terry Crews in a room together and see if we can get him to clap and find out what happens. I'm not sure I'd be able to talk like, you know, panel kind of thing mm-hmm. or being able to meet him in person. Uh He's a he's he's a huge Lego fan, is he? Yeah. Okay. He's got, uh, yeah, he's got some Lego. He's got five kids. He's been married forever. Anyway, personal hero. Therefore, loves Lego. And then therefore loves Lego. Right. That's correct. Okay. Well, Terry Crews. <laughs> Hopefully, you get to meet him someday. Uh, the Walking Dead panel: Scott Gimple, Angela Kang. You know her. Greg Nicotero. He's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Norman Reedus. 
Melissa McBride, Christian Serratos, Ross Marquand, Kari Payton, Seth Gilliam, Josh McDermott, James Michael Shaw, you know him, Kaylee Fleming, and Lauren Ridloff. Nice. So all kinds of good people on this one. I don't know that Lauren Ridloff has been on a Walking Dead panel before. I mean, I I'm, could be totally wrong about that, but I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? If they're bringing her on, you know, why would, why would they bring her on if she's not going to be play an important big role in the final eight episodes? You know, maybe, maybe they would anyways, but uh, I'm, I'm just glad to see her there. And I'm excited that she's getting to do this and hope that you know, her character is a big part of the final eight. It, yeah, you know, that kind of thing, you know, somebody being on a panel or somebody being there and you, and you make the assumption that, uh, you know, they're going to play a big part or they're an important, uh, you know, it's important for them to be there on that panel. But then I started thinking of Night Court. Have you ever seen, you've seen Night Court, right? Oh, I loved it when I was younger. Judge Harry. You know, there was one episode, uh, I don't remember when uh, or what episode it was, but they, uh, somebody asked him, you know, Harry, you know, why are you a judge? Why are you a judge at Night Court? Because he was fairly young uh, and kind of quirky. And he told a story of uh, they, you know, the, the Night Court judge had passed away and they needed somebody right away and they started calling. And they kept calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. And he was the first one that was home. And so he became the judge of night court. So that's how he got the job. That's how he got the job. First guy to answer his phone. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I know I did the exact same thing one time where, uh, I needed to do, uh, to do my taxes. And so I, and I didn't have an accountant and, uh, I needed to, and I didn't really know how to do, uh, I had a small business at the time and I, I needed an accountant. So I just opened up the phone book and started calling. And the guy said, you know, how did you get my number? It's like, you're the first person I talked to. Like <laughs> I started calling, you're the, free, you know, I was getting answering services or answering machines. You're the first human being I talked to. So you got the job. You know, that reminds me of a bit that uh, Norm MacDonald did about a moth. And I'm, I'm not going to give it away. Cause oh, I go, love that story yeah. about that moth. Go YouTube. <laughs> Norm Macdonald doing the moth joke story. It's amazing. And uh, yeah. it is totally, totally worth watching. But your story reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I won't ruin it either, but I really I really love that uh, that Norm Macdonald story as well. It's 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 excellent. So, uh, so those are the two Walking Dead panels at Comic-Con. Both of them are moderated by Chris Hardwick as usual. There will be footage and or a trailer for both shows released at these panels. And I am assuming, Jason, that they will finally reveal when season 11C starts at the end of that trailer. The third half. The third half of season 11. Whatever day that is in October coming up, that it's going to start airing, and that will reveal to us when it finishes airing too. So we will know in a couple of weeks, I think, when The Walking Dead is going to be all done once and for all. And October 22nd is my, uh, sorry, 23rd, that's a Sunday. Uh, so that's going to be my uh, my guess. October 23rd? Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty good guess. Yeah, I, I, it could be even earlier, I think, but we don't know. It, it may have to do with when Tales of The Walking Dead wraps up, which off the top of my head I don't have in front of me, so I, I don't know, but uh, I mean, your guess is pretty good. I don't see why not. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm looking forward to those panels. One of the things we do here, of course, is, you know, detailed 
scene by scene analysis of the trailer. So we will do that at least for the Walking Dead uh, main show trailer. You know, look for that in a couple of weeks, I think, and I'm excited about it. Me too. So um, there is another Walking Dead related event at Comic-Con this year. It is basically just called a fan celebration. So AMC announced that this will be taking place on the same day, the 22nd at 7.30 p.m., so later in the evening, at the Hilton Gaslamp Hotel in San Diego. And fans will be able to see exclusive appearances from the show. I guess that's actors and stuff like that including a variety of set pieces, props, and artifacts from all the seasons. They're going to be giving away exclusive pins and t-shirts. There will be a Walker makeup station so you can get your makeup done. Ooh, face painting. Yeah, face painting. And apparently there will be Commonwealth-inspired food and drink and raffles and things like that. So, uh, Is there going to be balloon animals? Because if there's going to be face painting, there better be balloon animals. I, of course, man. Like, you got to give something for the kids. Face painting? No, no, adults. Adult balloon animals. You can make some pretty fun adult balloon animals, believe me. Can you? Can you give us an example? Uh, no, I can't, but uh, like a giant giant penis, I, I guess. I that'd mean, be fairly straightforward. That'd be pretty easy, right? I bet you I could do that. Yeah. So I'll talk to Scott because, uh, you know, he's been doing balloon animals for uh, 25 years and I'm sure uh, he's got some ideas. How are your balloon animal skills these days? You used to make some pretty good ones. Didn't you? No, I made some crappy ones. I made the, uh, the horse cat dog, uh, you know, <laughs> and I could probably do a giraffe if I fucked it up. Uh, if I fucked up <laughs> wait, a horse, wait, wait, I could wait, do wait, a giraffe. Wait. Is it a horse cat dog because it's all the same and you just tell the kid what they want? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. I could do a sword, which doubles as a penis, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, I could do, Scott taught me some other weird stuff that I, you know, forgot a long time ago. Okay. So my balloon animal skills were never great. Uh, but Scott's so. were pretty good. Maybe I'm thinking Scott, of him. Scott, he, he did some stuff that, uh, he did some props for, I'm not sure what, but he made this like, these structures of multiple, multiple balloon structures. Like he did an umbrella and, uh, uh, you know, Scott would, you remember a sideshow, uh, Luke Perry, where he did a 19th century carousel? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm sure Scott could do something like that. Sideshow Luke Perry. Oh, that, that takes me back. Well, that's good. Um, all right. Well, there's hopefully there's balloon animals and more Walker related than adult themed. Uh, crowbar. You could do a, you know, uh, a balloon animal crowbar. crowbar. Uh, you know, balloon animal guns. There's, uh, I'm sure you could do it. You could do a gun. Balloon animal crossbow wouldn't be terrible, terribly hard hmm. to do. It might take a few balloons, but you could do one. Sounds pretty fun. Knives. <laughs> It's a small sword, basically. Yeah, a small sword. All right. You, know, you, you can figure something out. This could be fun. Sounds like good stuff. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a party. All right. Well, like the uh, Museum of the Moving Image exhibit we mentioned earlier, if you happen to end up at this fan celebration, I would love to hear about it. You know, find out what balloon animals they were offering and anything else that's going on. So if you go to it, uh, there's no information about tickets. I assume it costs something. I don't know if it's included with your comic-con pass or not but uh keep your eyes open and if you go let us know email us to let me know uh how it went i'd like to hear about it as well so that was at some some place you called the the hilton gaslight gas lamp uh, gas, gas lamp. lamp yeah it's, uh, you know that seems like a weird name for a hotel i mean you might as well call the you know uh the hotel fire hazard uh <laughs> you know it just it seems like an odd thing to name a hotel I, you know 
you know, whatever floats your boat, I suppose. Yeah, I assume they just have a lot of gas or things that look like gas lamps hanging around, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, open open flame hotel, you know, it's it just, it's not great. Or it's just but, a name, you know, could be just Or a it's name. just a name. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, we went with an old-timey name that sort of has a theater motif to it. That's right, theater motif. All right, uh, The Walking Dead Season 3 Part, no, not Season 3, The Walking Dead Season 11 Part 3 Synopsis. Oh, yeah was released by AMC. And here it is, Jason. I can't wait till you hear this. I am buckled in. All right. AMC wrote and released, In the upcoming final episodes of The Walking Dead, threats lurk around every corner, dead and alive, as each group continues to get caught in uncontrollable situations. The looming pressure is cresting towards a day of reckoning for all. Will the sum of their individual journeys culminate into one or divide them forever? Question mark. The end. Well, that's not a lot of information there. <laughs> no, there is not. In fact, there's uh, not. You know, what I've gleaned from that is there will be corners. Uh-huh. Uh, because things, if they lurk around corners, that's then right. there has to be a corner. Yeah. So that's a, that's, a, that's a spoiler as far as I'm concerned. Damn uh, corners in the show. Who would have thunk it? There's not a lot of corners out in the forest, right? More corners are more of an indoor thing. So uh, that tells me that uh, the you know they're going to be spending a good portion of the uh, of the season indoors, or at least around buildings. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So there's going to be corners. We know that. Yep. Um, and each group will continue to get caught in uncontrollable situations. That's right. Well, control is an illusion, right? Of course. Because uh, if you're you're driving on the highway at 100 kilometers an hour, uh, if you feel like you're in control, you are wrong. Well, I'm you gonna, are barely barely in control of the situation. I'm gonna choose not to think about that next time I'm doing that, which is gonna be tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, you know, good luck. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I feel like things like that just show how society is just hanging on by its fingernails, right? Like. Cars oh, yeah. barreling down the road at that speed all together. As we know, it just takes one little deviation from this plan and it all goes to shit. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's vehicles driving around that don't have uh, secured loads. You got hit. You told me you got hit by a rock or your windshield got hit by a rock the other day. You know, the, you know that flew off a truck somewhere. Yeah. And tires tend to fly off trucks every now and again too. And there's just, just so much that could go wrong. Uh, in, in any of those situations, like just, just walking out the door, you're, you're pretty much screwed. Oh my God. I'm going to be careful, more careful next time. Yeah. The rock hit the windshield. I have to go tomorrow to get it repaired. I'm really hoping they tell me, oh yeah, no big deal. We just, whatever they pressure inject this stuff into it, it seals it all up and you're good to go. I don't know how it works, but you know, what, I, what I'm not looking forward to is, well, sir, I'm afraid, you know, we could fix that, but, uh, and it might work and it's going to last, but your windshield's going to be 20% compromised. So we think we should just replace the whole thing, you know, right. We have one in stock right here. We can just put it on. It won't, it won't take long, but it's going to cost you four times as much and, uh, but you're going to be safer. So, you know, yeah, there's and, no, no conflict of interest there at and, all. And you know, your insurance isn't going to change with the new windshield, but, but this, you, you never really know. You're going to probably want to inform the insurance company too. That's, that's our opinion. But you know, no matter what, uh, you know, you can be out of here, uh, in, in the same amount of time if, if you want to replace the whole windshield, because fixing it, it, 
you know, I'm, I'm not so sure it's going to last forever. I mean, we have a great warranty and all, and, and it will do good work, but it's never going to be quite as good as replacing the whole thing. So what do you want to do? Yeah, the windshield warranty will be for, uh, you know, a year, but yeah. the, the fix in the crack can only be 90 days. Yeah, of course. Of yeah, of course. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then standing there going, now what the fuck do I do? <laughs> can I see through it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then you're good to go. Then that doesn't really matter anyway, because you're going to get the, you know, the chances of you getting hit by a flying vehicle or tire. a tire or yeah. an airplane, you know, that's been, that's happened. Yeah, of course. I've seen it. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know of it. And I, and I watched a video the other day of an airplane, small aircraft landing on a highway from yeah. the cockpit view of the aircraft, which was kind of cool. The guy, the guy well, landed As long as you amazing. come down slow, everybody can, uh, and you're, you're in the right direction of traffic. You probably got a pretty good uh, chance of uh, people getting the fuck out of the way. Well, and the traffic's not too heavy. If it's back to like nose to bumper traffic, you're fucked. Uh, I don't give a shit. If there's a plane coming down, I'm stopping. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, fair I enough. I don't care what's going on behind me. I'm not going to like, I can't stop. There's people that got to get to the store. Yeah. I got to keep going, you know, so land on me if you have to. But man, <laughs> that, uh, those three guys behind me, they really, they really got to get to where they're going. Oh, how, how dare that? One that one guy's got a poo. And if he doesn't get to where he's going, <laughs> we're all in trouble. <laughs> how dare they prevent me from getting to Costco five <laughs> minutes earlier? Yeah. Oh, God, people. All right. Well, that's the Walking Dead season three synopsis, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up where, where we did, but. Uh, See what happens when we don't podcast in a while. Oh. I, uh, I I get all the tangents pent up and we just keep going off. It's, uh, it's like. <laughs> I'm not sure that has anything to do with not podcasting in a while. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe though. Maybe. It's like you ever see those hydraulic presses when they uh, they uh, they press on things like uh, can yeah. you, you can you compress uh, can you compress a computer? This is what happens, right? You know, it's, it's like when they when they compress a, a candle, right? They, it squeezes down in the candle and then it just all spills out in a bunch of string through the holes. It just like just flies out like a spaghetti Squishes, all over yeah. the place. That's what it's like when we don't podcast for a while. The pressure builds up, the pressure builds up, and it all just spills out like spaghetti. <laughs> oh, it's your. Uh... It's all your brain thoughts, just squishing out your ears and mouth all at once. Yeah. Mostly, mostly mouth. Mostly mouth. <laughs> all right. One last item in the news here, and it's not really news, but it was something I came across while I was checking my alerts for Walking Dead news. And it's an article in, well, it's a website called the somagnews.com, S-O-M-A-G-N-E-W-S.com. I don't know what that means. It sounds sketchy. Yeah. But you know what? They wrote up a timeline of The Walking Dead across all of the shows. And I thought it was kind of interesting because it wasn't a, just a point form, this happened on this day and this happened on this day and stuff like that. It was, it was an article written, you know, like an article that hits on major plot events and gives a pretty good overview of the whole timeline. So it was kind of an interesting read, even for somebody like you and me who've been following along with this since the beginning, you know, paying attention to it, um, just to see at what points over the whole Walking Dead where it was moving really slowly, you know, and not a lot of in-universe time was passing versus when more time was passing or time jumps and how um, World Beyond fit in and when that's happening and fear as well. So it was kind of an interesting article, I thought, and a good read for someone who's been watching The Walking Dead from the beginning. Did they have one of those diagrams that uh, that show 
uh, how things fit in and where it all uh, goes. It's like a sneaky diagram. Like we have your uh, your monthly budget and it shows uh, the groupings of the different categories and where all your money goes. No, they didn't have a diagram like that. They should have a diagram. You should always need a diagram. You know, stories are so much better uh, with diagrams. So like infographic kind of stuff. Infographics, yeah. Like uh, yeah. very rarely will I try and explain a concept to a group of people without having a freaking infographic of some kind. Well, that's good, man. Right? It doesn't matter. It's just something to look at. It could be one square that just says The Walking Dead. Uh, and then <laughs> if you're having a conversation about it, you point at that square and go, see, we're talking about The Walking Dead. Right. And it focuses people's attention. More so than just listening to you talk. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, we're doing this uh, on the internet as a podcast. Uh, we should, should we, should we, the next time we do a podcast, and so when this show ends, uh, we're going to do another podcast. I assume. I like doing podcasting. I don't want to stop. We'll find a show. We'll find a topic, something. Mm-hmm. Even if we only, you know, have three or four listeners. <laughs> it's happened before. Yeah. We've had podcasts with three or four listeners, but maybe we should do a YouTube thing. Okay. Do I mean, it on we, YouTube. We that way, that was, somebody has to, you know, can look at my st- stupid mug while we're, uh, while we're talking. It's not a, not just you. I mean, you yeah, look at my stupid I'm mug, but looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, the one. It's not a terrible idea. I mean, there's there's been some thoughts, and now that we've people have been asking us what we're going to do after The Walking Dead ends for a long time, and uh, I haven't really had a great answer, but the <laughs> the time is coming, so we need to start thinking about that for sure. Uh, and you know, The Walking Dead is not going anywhere from a Walking Dead universe standpoint. So I think there's still going to be content for us to podcast about. But if we change it up or we do something different, we can change the format. We can go yeah. on video. We can uh, do whatever we want. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough call because I don't like looking at myself on camera at the best of times. Yeah, but other people might like looking at you. Well, here's the thing is that if we do a video podcast, I don't have to look at it. No, that's right? true. Yeah. I, Everyone I else don't, does. I don't listen to the podcast no. after we're done. Why <laughs> would I do that? I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and someday, maybe, but uh, probably not. Uh, but with the videos, I'll, I probably won't look. I might I might get obsessed and start looking at it every now and again. But mm. anyway, we'll, uh, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. We sure will. So I will post a link to this timeline article in the show notes for this show, you'll find that on the website, talkingdeadpodcast.com or, uh, right in the notes that are included with, um, you know, with the episode in your podcast app. So check it out if you want. It's kind of fun. I know the, the walking dead wiki, which I look at quite a bit preparing for shows and things like that does have like a bullet point, very detailed timeline of the whole friggin' thing. So that exists as well, but it's super detailed and, you know, you, you could sit there for hours and hours and hours reading through that if you wanted to. This was a nice article summarizing it all, hitting the major points. So kind of a nice refresher in that way if you want to go back and figure out when uh, everything was happening. Oddly enough, I like it when novels do that. You ever read a novel that has a, uh, a detailed timeline at the beginning? Mm-hmm. It's mainly sci-fi, but yeah. I'm thinking of like uh, 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 Judas Unchained which was a, a very good series of novels. Um, uh, I forget the name of the author at the moment. Anyway, uh, Peter F. Hamilton, uh, love it. It's, uh, he's, a, does, he's written a number of series of books, but there's one uh, series of books, Judas Unchained, and uh, what was the name of... Anyway, there's uh, novels, but the, the novels, <laughs> since they take place in the future, he has to have a timeline of, uh, you know, and it's like 
pages and pages and pages of, uh, you know, detailed timeline of this is what happened. This is what happened. And this is what happened. Uh, and now you can travel through time and space at the, you know, faster than the speed of light. Well, very good. I mean, the walking dead needs it too. We've got, you know, more than a decade of, of, uh, in show time lapse. And we've got two other shows that factor in and, um, you know, even other things like the, the uh, video games and stuff like that. And I know the video games are in the comic book universe versus the TV universe, but you know, yeah. there's lots going on. So it's nice to have it's this timeline. It, it's an infographic, you know, a bullet point list. It's, 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 it's yeah. crude, but it's an inf- infographic. I rarely write emails at all anymore, first of all. But second of all, when I do write emails, a lot of it is bullet pointed. And uh-huh. uh, because people pay attention better to bullet points and I tend to bold words that yep. are important because people do not read emails. No, absolutely. I don't read emails. I see the email. I go, yeah, I kind of understand that. If I need <laughs> to under- understand more, we need to book a call. Right. We yeah. got to talk about it. Whereas, uh, you know, just communicating through, uh, directly just through email. <laughs> Fuck that. No, oh, that's crazy. Get it. Who has time for that? All right. Uh, that's it for the news, everybody. Let's do some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Alrighty. So the calls and emails I have here, there aren't too many of them, but, and they're all just a little bit, uh, I don't know, picked from the group of messages that I, I received from people that we didn't really use for anything else. Some are Walking Dead related. Well, they all are really, but you know, some are just from a while ago that I've been hanging on to. Some are excerpts from people's emails, things like that. Um, so we'll just see how this goes. And the first one is a call from listener Mike. So let's listen to what he had to say. Hi, Chris and Jason. This is Mike in Massachusetts, and I'm a long, long time listener and infrequent caller. But I wanted to let you know that I uh, stopped watching the Walking Dead main show in season five for a variety of reasons, won't get into. And since then, I still listen to every episode you produce for every show that you watch, and I love them. And I know there's been some questioning about the watching of fear and whether that might continue. And I hope you watch season eight. Uh, I like these episodes almost a hair more than the main show episodes because the show is so bad. And, you know, I I don't want to sound cruel, but I enjoy Jason's pain at having to watch the show with, with you, Chris. And the banter that always comes up during your shows, whether it's about tongue biting or Jason going off in some direction on, uh, I think it was the last episode about Santa Claus and saying, don't even get me started on the elves, which I would like to know about, but it, it's just, that's laugh out loud for me when I'm listening. And maybe it might be a little helpful to view the show with a little bit of a mystery science theater edge, uh, not to do anything comedic, but you know, when the show is is terrible and it sounds like it's frequently very very bad um beating up on it is entertaining so um take that to heart um and no matter what you guys produce for whatever show um i hope you uh continue to do so oh real quick uh you were doing some actor spotlights in the past and 
you, I can't remember the actor, but you missed a show. It was the remake of Dawn of the Dead. And I forget when that was produced. God, maybe, I don't know, in the 80s or early 90s, I forget. But it's a fantastic movie and a great update on the original zombie movie that it's, that it's a remake of. And so if you have time right now in between shows, I might recommend that as a sort of show review and uh, see what you guys think about it, because I think it's one of the better zombie movies produced in the last couple of decades. So anyway, thanks again for all that you do and all the hard work you put into the show. I will keep listening no matter what you review and what your topics are uh, in no matter how bad the show is. So uh, take care and I will talk to you again. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mike, for that. So a, a few things there, Jason. It sounds like yeah. Mike takes a certain amount of pleasure in uh, your pain watching Fear the Walking Dead. I'm glad you're enjoying my pain. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I understand that. I, I don't blame him. You know, season eight of Fear is in production now. It'll be coming along uh, probably in the spring, I would imagine, of next year. And I got to say, we're probably going to be here to podcast about it, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I mean, it's the same showrunners that have flushed this show down the toilet for the last couple of seasons, but they're rebooting it once again. We all know that Madison's back and it could come back as a totally different show. You never know. Yeah, why not? I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do, but... Uh... They can't fuck it up any worse. No. So, you know, give it I, a try. I don't think they can. I, I legitimately don't think they can make it any worse. And what I suspect is going to happen, my being a little bit cynical, is that I feel like when every season of Fear recently actually has a decent first episode. Like the first episode's okay, and I'm all like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Maybe they've figured this shit out. Maybe they're going to do it this season. And yeah. then it just tanks from there right so season eight's gonna start we're gonna have a decent first episode and then it's gonna tank uh i hope not but if track record means anything that's what i expect is going to happen well that's what dr phil says that the uh you know the best uh, the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior right you know, dr phil's not actually a doctor and i'm not entirely sure his name is phil but <laughs> He has a point there. He does have a point, regardless of being a doctor or a Phil. I mean, people can change, but it's just, it's a good indicator of what yeah. the future is going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, listen, the other comment that Mike made is maybe take a little bit of a mystery science theater approach to it. Um, not to just sit here and, and make fun of it. Although that might be fun too. But I, what I thought of when he said that is that I no longer feel bad about sitting here and saying that the show is bad. You know, there was a time where I was sort of like, I want to try to find the, the good parts of this. And I still do want to do that, I suppose. But if it sucks, I'm, I don't mind sitting here and talking about it and saying it sucks. So, you know, fair warning to everyone. If season yeah. eight comes back and we're watching it, which we will be, and it's terrible, it, you know, we're just going to say it like it is. And uh, I feel like to a certain extent, we've always done that. But at the same time, I've always felt a little bad because I want to find the good in stuff because it's not like all the other people involved in making this show set out to make something crappy. It just sort of happened. Yeah, it's uh, the show's not a toddler anymore. It's an adult. 
And, uh, you know, it. you feel really bad about, uh, you know, talking to somebody about a toddler and going, you know, that five-year-old, that four-year-old, he's a real asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel bad about that. You want to find the good in it. You know, he's only five. It's fine. Everything's good. He's a very, you know, he's very vivacious and sure. uh, stuff. But <laughs> when they're an adult and they're doing the same thing, uh, which, you know, you, you take a you take a five-year-old and you take some uh, a, a college freshman. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there, a drunk college <laughs> freshman in particular, sure. but there's a lot of similarities there. Right. But right. a college freshman, you'd be fine just saying, you know, that guy's a real asshole. But, uh, so the show is an adult now. Right. It's, it's not a toddler anymore. We don't have to feel bad about, uh, calling it as it is. It's not something that's like, it's just growing pains. He'll grow out of it or, uh, you know, whatever it's, uh, you know, if the if if the five year old uh, has the McDonald triad, you start to worry a little bit. But other than that, uh, if they're an adult uh, and they're uh, burning things down, then uh, you know they got some problems. Yeah, absolutely. I Do mean, you know what the McDonald triad is? No, no. It's uh, it's 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 it's, it's an indicator of uh, it's it's not a good indicator, but uh, the, the 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 triad is uh, it kind of predictor of. Uh, Serial killer, let's say, pee in the bed, starting fires and hurting animals. So those are the three things. So if you get somebody that's doing those three things, uh, you start to have to talk to somebody about uh, potential Hmm. serial killer stuff. Okay. Well, that's, that is good to know. Um, I was a little, when I was a kid, I was a little late with peeing the bed. I'm, I, you know, I'm comfortable, comfortable admitting that now, but when I was a, uh, you know, young kid, it was rather embarrassing. I never lit any fires or killed any animals though. So I feel like I'm good. Well, it's just, you know, it's hurting animals. Okay. Unless they're, you know, killing animals, you eventually graduate to killing animals, but uh, yeah, you know, peeing the bed, you know, one of them is fine. Sure. Right. You know, somebody, you know, the three-year-old that likes to start fires, whatever. Uh, <laughs> no but, problem. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's when you get all these things together, it is an indicator that there might be something going on. Got it. That's all what right. that McDonald triad is. But, uh, you know, if you have an adult, you know, uh, somebody who's uh, 35 years old, they pee the bed, they hurt animals, and they like to start fires, there's a problem. I think there might be. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, Fear the Walking Dead is that uh, adult. So we're going to say it like it is when it's back on. Absolutely. Dawn of the Dead remake uh, is a movie that I'm kind of surprised we have never talked Me about either. on this podcast. I like that movie. I've liked that movie since it came out. It's got Phil Dunphy in it as a real asshole. Okay. Well, maybe we should watch that and do a review on it. Uh, let's see. Um, we, we, we have Comic-Con coming up soon. That's going to be our next episode and that's when things are really going to kick back into gear. But if we have time, we'll do it. And if not immediately, let's save that for, I don't know, in between when Walking Dead series finale happens and when Fear season eight comes back. Clen, yeah, you know, do something good before Fear comes back on. I think I've only seen that Dawn of the Dead remake like twice, but I remember a lot of it. Okay. Like it's it's something that is burned into my psyche as just it's a core memory that movie for me. Right. Uh, I I remember quite a bit about I remember all the actors and I can't remember names specifically. I just know Phil Dunphy and the guy from uh, Medium, the husband from Medium, and uh, what's her name is the the main act character, but I can't remember her name either. Canadian, I think. Sarah Polly, right? Uh, Sarah Polly, that's right. Yeah. 
that's it. So, uh, so this yeah. is the, the, I mean, we're talking about the 19 or so the 2004 Zack Snyder, Dawn of the that's Dead. Right. Yes. Uh, Sarah Paul, Eving Rames, uh, Ty, Ty Burl. Yeah. From, yeah. uh, <laughs> Phil Dunphy. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's something we should probably cover at some point. Oh, Matt Frewer's in it. Friggin' Max Headroom's in that movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, now we have to watch it. So we do. Yeah. All right. So we'll fit that in at some point. Thanks, Mike, for the suggestion. I'm a little surprised we haven't done it before now, but hey, we'll, well do it. There it is. All right. Next is an email from Chris in the UK. And Chris writes, I think they did a fairly, uh, they did fairly well with Madison's motivations. He's talking about the uh, season seven finale of Fear. In a writer's nightmare, it's a writer's nightmare. Everyone, including all the viewers, know the real reasons she's been gone for so long are all off-screen reasons. Your main character is defined by her sense of family, and you've got to explain where the hell they've been. I'm fairly sure this is the same dilemma that's making the Rick movies so difficult for them. In this case, the solution is uh, descent. They lean into it. It's Madison's sense of family that is keeping her away. She did say that Padre have deliberately done this to her. They intended to break her to the point where she would no longer want to see her family. I think the, I don't want them to find Nick and Alicia and make them do what I've done is pretty weak, but I'm too ashamed to face them feels a little bit more solid. So Chris in the UK is trying to sort of break down Madison's motivations and justify it a little bit. Yep. And I do think he makes some good points. The whole I'm too ashamed to face them is actually a pretty good one, I think, you know, for a character. And, you know, sadly enough, a lot of, uh, you know, parents will not want to inflict themselves on on their kids, so Mm -hmm. they leave. I mean, it's a shitty excuse. But uh, you know that uh, it it happens. Look at look look at what Michonne did. She just fucked off, left the kids alone. Yeah. Uh, what a horrible mother. Yeah. Really, <laughs> like, really come bad. back already. What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, but I saw some people. I'm gonna follow them. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you got a couple of kids, you know. Yeah. Don't forget. But I also think Chris's point about just the real world, you know, writer's nightmare here is trying to find a way to do this. And his point about this same dilemma being the problem with the Rick movies, I think is probably really accurate. You know, they are, I bet you, they are struggling to figure out how to explain Rick being gone for so long uh, in a believable way. And that's what's delaying them so long, right? All we ever hear is from Kirkman and them that like, we're just taking the extra time to make them as amazing as possible. But really they should be saying (laughs) they're taking this long because it's proving to be really, really difficult to come up with a reason and a story that is going to be as amazing as possible. Yeah. Don't you think? But isn't that a writer's job to figure that stuff out and be able to do that? It doesn't take a year of sitting and thinking to do that. That's it. It takes a year to go. Yeah, I'll figure that out. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna figure it out. But first, I got to do this. Well, what has it been? Four years, right? Yeah. So you know, sit down, get some people in a room, get a whiteboard. You know, maybe get the maybe get one of those boards where you can put uh, pins in it. With mm-hmm. like uh, post-it notes or uh, cards, those little cards, write ideas on the cards, point, pin them in, you know, get a workshop going. You know, how hard could that be? I've, you know, I've taken projects that have been just 
general concepts and brought them into actual actionable items by getting a bunch of schmoes in a room for 30 hours. You know, like sure. figure it out, man. Yeah, I agree. Figure it out. Uh, but I, I, th- I bet you they're just struggling with it. Like there's no way it could have taken this long and, and maybe it was shut down for a long time, right? Like maybe they felt like they were at a roadblock and, and they just couldn't get over it. And so they're like, you know what, let's reconvene in six months <laughs> after, after we've had some time to, to think about it. We got other stuff going on in the walking dead. We got 45 shows, you know, either airing or being pitched. So we're good. Let's just take our time on this. Let's not worry about it. And now yeah. here we are four years later and still nothing. I wonder if, I wonder if we're going to get more info at Comic-Con this year, you know? I don't know. It it seems like it's, uh, you know, it's not probably not that cut, cut and dried, right? It's not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, probably nobody knows exactly what is going on or what the problem is. It's more of, a, I think it's more of a, uh, yeah, you know, it's a communication issue, right? You got to, you got right. five or 10 writers and a head writer and they're all not really talking and nobody really knows what's going on. And they all assume that somebody else is figuring it out, but nobody figures it out and they all get distracted. And, and then every once in a while, somebody thinks, oh shit, I was supposed to, what was I, what? Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck it. And then they go and make a sandwich, right? Uh-huh. And they forget all about it again. So I, th- I think it's just one of those things. We've all, we've all been there, right? I'm supposed to send a, a, a grocery list to my mom for the last uh, two and a half weeks. These are the things... Like we're going up uh, to visit my mom in a couple of weeks and she we're renting a cottage and she offered to, uh, to stock the food. Right. So she wants to know the kinds of food that Jasper likes. Mm-hmm. It all seems very cut and dried. This is the list of things that Jasper likes. You know, I got to get around to it. It's like, okay, what do I do? Do I write it all down and I have to go through the pantry and figure it all out? Or do I have to like take pictures of it? What if I don't have everything that Jasper likes? So I just got off my ass. I went to the grocery store after work today. I walked around the grocery store and I took pictures of things that Jasper likes. Some of them I put in the basket. Some of them I didn't put in the basket. But what I did was I took pictures of things that Jasper likes. And then when I got home, I sent them all to my mom. It's funny. From what you've told me, all he eats is like chicken fingers. So that's yeah, there's, uh, there's frozen chicken, chicken fingers. Well, there's two different kinds of chicken fingers. There's uh, well, there's uh, the chicken fries or nuggets and popcorn yeah. chicken. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Neither of those are chicken nuggets. Uh, in case you're wondering, there's chicken fries. Yeah, yeah. Popcorn chicken. I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, and then there's bear paws, and then there's uh, the um, nacho. Not nacho. What do you call those chips you get at a restaurant where you dip them in uh, sauce? Tortilla chips. Tortilla chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes just plain tortilla chips. So do I. Uh, you know, took a picture. You know, yogurt tubes. Uh huh. You know, milk. <laughs> you know, you needed to send pictures of all these things. It's better than writing it down. Like, okay. what am I going to do? Write down and then just go. Okay, well, what kind of milk does he like? Right? There's like 47 different kinds of milk. It's like, okay, well, he likes this kind of milk. That's you know, bloody blood. So it's easier to just wander around the grocery store and go click, 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 click. All right. Send. Fair enough. So it's, it's, so I understand I, things have gotten busy. I get distracted. I don't have everything in the house. It's not just as cut and dried as, uh, you know, I'm not figuring it out Mm. and she's getting frustrated because she's just like, send me the fucking list. Like, what's the matter with you? Just send me the list. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's, it's, it's more complicated than just sitting down and doing it. First of all, I don't have time to sit down and do it. Second of all, I don't have everything in the house, so I don't know what everything's called. I know what it looks like, but I don't know what it's called. So it's just, it's a matter of getting off my ass, going to the grocery store 
and taking pictures of things. Well, and, and after then, all, you're 50 years old, so you're in the busiest time of your life. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's just cut and dried as if, uh, you know, a bunch of writers can't figure it out. It's just that they got other things going on and everybody assumes that if somebody else is going to figure this thing out and if they're reliant on somebody else to do something before they can do something and there's no communication going on, that other thing is not going to happen. It's just going to keep delaying and delaying and delaying until eventually somebody goes, fuck guys, you know, figure it out. Let's get this done. I mean, we're sitting on a pile of money here of Walking Dead, Rick Grimes movies. Like, well, that's the guys. that's the thing is that there's uh, there's people standing out there with bags full of money going here. Yeah. Take the money. Yeah. Like, just it's right here. You can see it. All you have to do is do that thing that you like to do, and I'll give you money. And it's all yours. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there'll be Rick Grimes movie information at Comic-Con in two weeks, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, this thing's never going to happen. I'm I'm sorry to have to be the one to break the bad news to everybody, but it's it's not going to happen. I'm starting to feel the same way. Starting to feel the same way. It's like uh, like Half-Life 3 or Half-Life, whatever the most recent Half-Life is. They keep saying that they'll make another Half-Life, but they're never going to do it. What's it, being 20 years or something? Yeah. 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 All right, well, we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. This next email comes from Patty in Paris, France, who is a fairly new listener. And uh, her email is this. I just reached season 10, episode 16, the sort of season finale from The Walking Dead and episode 500 of your podcast. Congratulations, guys. I know I'm delayed, but big congrats anyways for all those years of podcasting. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. This episode of yours is so moving. Listening to your family members' voices and to all those listeners' names and voices, it was so fantastic. It touched me deeply. And even if this is now one year and a half later for you, I just had to send you something. Uh, All this is really intense for me and most certainly a weird but incredibly fun experience, having watched the show and listened to you in such a condensed way since I discovered The Walking Dead in February this year and then your podcast around March. These last days, I went through everything you podcasted during COVID-19, and man, I felt everything again so deeply. During 2020, and then a bit of 2021, I went through a series of mornings, including the loss of my beloved father in July 2020, which still feels like at the same time yesterday, and not even real yet. So in many, many ways, nothing has ever returned to normal since then. I struggle a lot with the notions and the realities of life and death, what they are, what we are, why we live, etc., etc. I think while watching The Walking Dead, I felt part of a universe that echoed my inner feelings in a lot of ways. We are all The Walking Dead. All those people, I could identify with them that kept losing their their dear ones, etc. This whole sense of apocalypse even made me, in some way, feel at home. So, thank you, Patty, for that. And I'm so sorry you lost your dad. Um, but I'm also glad that we could be a little part of, you know, whatever made you feel, you know, good about watching this show and listening to us and, you know, whatever little part that was, I'm, I'm just happy we could be there. Yeah. I'm happy we could be there too. And it's really, it's really sad. And, you know, they say that, uh, things get better with time. They don't get better. They just get more normal. And it's, right. uh, you know, it's what friend of the show, Dave always, well, not always said, it's what he said one time that, uh, normal gets worse as time goes on. Uh, it's just, 
you know, it just gets normalized. You accept it that this is the new, this is the new normal. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not the way it was. It's not the way I want it to be, but it's the way it is. And the way it is. Is the way it is. It's just the way it's going to be. Sure. But, uh, you know, one of the things that has been most rewarding about doing this is just all the, the fans and the people and stuff like that and the connections we've made. And I've heard from people numerous times over the years about, you know, how listening to us or watching the show or whatever has been sort of a constant in their life and a, a, one of the things that has sort of been ongoing and made them feel normal when they've been having rough times. And God, as we know, the last few years have been rough for a lot of people. And yeah, you know, even before that pre pandemic, who knows what's going on in people's lives. So Patty, great to hear from you. Amazing that you're listening. I hope you will continue to do so. And, uh, you know, just glad we could be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Now she also sent another email where she mentioned the old Spotify playlist that I created that has every song we've ever used on the podcast on it. Yikes. And I haven't mentioned it in a long time, but mostly because I haven't used music on the show in a long time. So it hasn't changed much recently, but it's out there. And if you want to find it, it's called the Talking Dead Podcast Music. So you can search for that on Spotify. I think it's sometimes easier to find if you search for my Spotify username, which is Fearhurst, F-E-A-R-H-U-R-S-T. And it's there. So it has all the music. There's some good tunes on there, if you ask me. And, you know, it's just fun to listen to. I often just put it on (laughs) when I want some music on because (laughs) there's a couple hundred songs on there. And I like them all because I chose them for the podcast. So it's it certainly works for me but it's out there if you want to listen to it. There is one exception, Jason. There's one song that I played on the podcast that is not on the list. Oh yeah, what's that? The Lucky Ones by Space Elevator, because it's not available on Spotify. (laughs) Oh yeah, that'll do it. And I wish it was. Uh, I wish that whole album was available on there because people dug the tune, man. I had more than one person write in saying, where can I get this music? Or like, it was really good. Just going to throw that out there. I got a couple CDs. Yeah. I, I'm sure Scott has uh, boxes of them somewhere. Probably. Like, like we we got, uh, I think it was a couple of thousand manufactured. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure we didn't sell anywhere near that and, many. And The Lucky Ones, the song that I used on the podcast, it's a great tune, but it's not even my favorite song on the album. It might be my like third or fourth favorite. There's some good, good music on there. So... Whether you have CDs or not, I think someone should figure out how to get that up on a streaming service. I'm just saying. I can't do it. It's not my music. But, you know. I, I, I don't have a Spotify subscription, so I don't, know how, <laughs> I don't even know how it works. <laughs> All right. Well. I have, I have a CDs, but I don't even know if I have a CD player at the moment. There's one in the car. Oh, uh, I don't have that in the car anymore. God. Yeah, I got one in the car. I think it works. Yeah, I have a, I have a USB CD drive that I plugged into my iMac at one point, but I don't have a computer with this optical drive in it anymore. I haven't for a long I, time. I, I don't have a computer with a drive in it. Yeah, no, me either. Uh, okay, well, I wish Space Elevator was available somewhere, so it's too bad that it's not. I, I, don't, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> You're in the damn band, man. I know. I know. I got CDs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, you keep saying, and that. I'm sure nobody's going to give a shit if I upload it. But I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? 
Well, if, if I figure it out, would you be willing to put the album on Spotify? I don't see why not. I mean, I you can, might get royalties from it if someone well, plays it. I'll reach it. out to Scott and get his permission. He's got, yeah. uh, he owns, well, we, you know, we partially own copyright. He owns uh, half uh, the, the rights and Julie and I have, each have 25%. So uh, he owns most of it, but uh, yeah. I'm sure if he, the two of us said, okay, well, I'm sure Julia would be fine. Talk to him because I do know somebody that knows how to do this. And I mean, I'm sure you could figure it out, but I know someone that works for a music company that, that does this. So if, if, if you look into it, we can make it happen. All right. I'm not, See putting, what I can on, do. not putting you on the spot or anything, but kind of, <laughs> sorry. <right. laughs> okay. One final, uh, email here for now, uh, from Chris on the internet. And he says, I think the problem you're going to run into with this walking dead universe podcast is that there is no longer anything unique or noteworthy about the shows. It's filler, cash-grab dreck, akin to a daily soap opera. Nothing worth conversation other than slagging the hell out of them. The Walking Dead was a shockingly novel take on the zombie story, something worth covering, then understandably worth watching to the bitter end out of respect for what was once a beloved show. Fear the Walking Dead, Beyond, The Daryl Show, well... Shows get canceled for a reason. Uh, so that's pretty harsh, um, but I wanted to throw that out there because, well, it goes back to what we were talking about with fear. Yeah, it's been terrible lately, and it probably will continue to be terrible. But I got to say, Chris and everybody, that overall, I think The Walking Dead has put out a lot more good than it has bad. Because even when the main show was... Not my favorite, you know, during seasons seven and eight, maybe. Um, one through five and six, good. Nine and ten, good. Eleven, pretty good. So I think they've been successful there. World Beyond had one bad season and one good season. And Fear is about 50-50 right now. Yeah. I mean, if a show had to be uh, innovative, in, innovative and unique and uh, good... Uh, there'd be a lot less shows on TV. Oh my gosh. There'd be hardly any. That's right. <laughs> so. I, if, if, if every show was, you know, innovative and amazing and that's all there was, I feel like I would have seen every show by now. I'd be able to keep up. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like my drum teacher, uh, my racist drum teacher used to say, <laughs> if you accent everything, you accent nothing. Oh yeah. I've, I've heard that. So yeah, you, you know, you, and as they uh, as they say, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The Walking Dead, right? The Walking Dead, yeah. So you know, there's going to be crap, and a lot of it is crap, but there's also uh, pretty good stuff, uh, especially in the beginning. Plenty, plenty of good so, stuff, I think. Yeah. Yes. So there we are. There we are, and we don't know what's going to happen from here. Maybe the Daryl show in Europe will be fantastic. Maybe the Negan and uh, Maggie show in New York City will be fantastic. I mean, I think these are potentially good ideas. So it comes down to execution maybe, and they've done it in the past. So maybe they can do it again. I don't know about that New York one, but whatever. Yeah. Well, who knows, man? Who knows? You know, if you had a choice of the worst place on the planet to go in a zombie apocalypse, Fucking Manhattan is right at the top of the list. It's the other one would be the you know, you know, the middle of London, England, 
Mm -hmm. Or Mexico City would be pretty bad because you got the two mountains on the either side of Mexico City. So are things like just 25 million people. Oh, that's, um, sorry, that's that's 80s, 90s numbers. I don't know how many people are in Mexico City now, but they're packed in there pretty goddamn tight because oh, yeah. they got mountain ranges on both sides of that city and there's no place to go. So there's a lot of people there. So, you know, those are like the top five uh, or top three places that you would not want to go. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse and uh, yet they're going to go there because uh, they better have a reason. They better have a reason. Oh, I'm sure they'll have a reason. Do you think the fact that it's 10, more than 10 years later changes it at all? Like maybe all those zombies are, are all gone now. Well, what the hell is there? Yeah. What I mean, would be left? Yeah. There's going to, where are you going to grow your food? Like there's not going to be grocery stores. It's not grocery stores now. There's a bunch of bodegas. Uh, it's, it's a friggin' nightmare to get food in Manhattan, but you know, there, there's no food. The subways are going to be filled with water. Everything's mm -hmm. going to be underwater. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a horrible, horrible place to go. Why would you go there? Yeah. Well, they're going to find a really good reason and they're going to go and do their thing. You know, if there's some, uh, there's some pretty good comedy clubs in New York. <laughs> uh, so if they're still up and running, that might be a reason to go. Hey. But go for a visit, you know, go, go to the comedy cellar and, uh, have, have a good time and everything, but get the hell out of there. Have a done. laugh and then go home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. Um, so coming up. Uh, next time on the podcast, we will be deep into San Diego Comic-Con, uh, or at least the trailers will have come out. So we will have those to chat about. And I'm assuming we're going to know when The Walking Dead returns. So kind of what our schedule is going to be like podcast wise um, over the next little while. We are going to cover Tales of the Walking Dead. Um, and that's happening in um, August. If I had the date in front of me for that, it would be helpful, but I'm not sure I can find it. August 14th. It starts on August 14th. So there actually will be a few weeks in between Comic-Con and when that starts. Uh, so maybe we can fit in that uh, Dawn of the Dead watch. Um, sure. And, and anything else we want to do in the meantime. I was going to talk a little bit about Evil Dead, the game, which I purchased recently, but... Maybe we'll save that for another time as well. It's obviously not directly Walking Dead related, but there are undead deadites in it. So it's similar. Fun. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan. And I podcasted about um, Ash versus Evil Dead all those years ago. So it's kind of relevant. Uh, but we'll do that maybe another time. Um, in the meantime, like I said, if you are going to San Diego Comic-Con, let us know what your experience is like there, especially if you're at the uh, uh, AMC fan celebration, or if you go to that exhibit at the Museum Museum of the Moving Image, we'd love to hear about that as well. Um, but, you know, if you watch the trailers when the panels are out there, send in your comments of those because that's going to be fun. It's the last Walking Dead trailer we're going to get, Jason, mm -hmm. for the main show. So Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a little bit, a little bit exciting, a little bit scary, a little bit sad. It's all of the things. All What's the, the over-under on Michonne being in the trailer? Okay, so what do you think? Are they going to do one of those, like, here's the trailer, and then it, you know, they they do, they, they pop up the, the date that it's coming back, and then they do that thing at the end where it's, like, something totally different that's kind of out of context 
but this time it won't be this time it'll be Michonne or it'll be like Rick's voice or something like that. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's the uh the others or the more uh guest will be uh Denigra or something. <sighs> okay, real quick. If let's say she or even Andrew Lincoln are coming back even for a like a cameo in the final eight episodes. Do you think AMC is going to spoil that like they always do? Or are they going to actually yeah. let us be surprised? No. No? Never, never, never. Never give up a marketing opportunity. Always spoil shit for marketing purposes. But It's the rule. <laughs> it's a law. It makes me so sad. It's very sad, but it's still the law. I want to be surprised so bad. Like, I... I, if they never do these Rick Grimes movies, I, I'll be totally fine if Rick plays a part in these final eight episodes. I'm not convinced he is going to, to be honest. I don't know. I have no idea if there's spoilers out there or whatever. I've been avoiding that as much as I can, but I want him to be part of it. I want him to be back on this show to help wrap things up once and for all. Now there's a greater conversation to have about about what you think is the ending of this is going to be. And if there is going to be an ending or not, um, a satisfying one, I mean, but I would give up these Rick Grimes movies in a heartbeat for him to come back to this show and do it. But I don't want AMC to fuck it up and say, look, who's coming back, everybody get ready. Yeah. No, you're assuming that, uh, existing eyeballs are more important than new eyeballs. New eyeballs are always more important. New viewers are always, always going to be more important than the people that will watch it anyway. Even when this is it, even when this is the end, they want new eyeballs on this now. You're goddamn right they do. They want to make this the biggest, as big a splash as they can, uh, as they can do it. They will always, always take the marketing opportunity to get additional viewers. But don't you think that the... uh, the publicity, the press generated from the surprise return of Rick Grimes that nobody saw coming would be even greater than here he is. He's going to come. So everybody watch. No, <laughs> sorry, but I don't. Cause I, cause there's going to be two camps in that regard. There's going to be the people like, sure. It might be a marketing, uh, you know, building a lot of buzz or word of mouth or something like that. But every single word that comes out because of that is going to be an absolute spoiler, right? And so, and it's not AMC doing that. It's going to be the uh, the press or the viewers, the fans that are going to be uh, spoiling that information. And they might think twice about doing that. I'd, hopefully that they do think twice about doing that. So they won't necessarily uh, give out that information. And so AMC will not have as big an advantage if people are being quiet about it. There's a chance that somebody will be quiet about it to prevent spoilers. Then there's no point in, in, in not releasing the information, if that makes sense. Well, I'm, I will be bummed if it's happening and they release it to market it. I will be upset on the flip side. You know, if they don't say anything, I'm kind of going to know that it's not happening then, right? <laughs> so yeah, I, I just feel like as a viewer, you can't win anymore. At least as a viewer who is paying attention anyways, you know? Yeah. At the very least, they're going to come, they're going to say something. The, something will be in the promotional material saying, and the return of a very special character. 
or a very special guest or something like that. They will give you information that will generate interest, even if they don't name names. That's, al- that's almost worse, if you ask It is. Me. It's absolutely worse. It, we're, we're in a ugh, goddamn Hollywood. It just drives me so friggin' crazy. Uh, you know, it's worse than the music industry. Well, the music industry has got its own huge fucking problems, but the, the, the movie and TV industry trying to get people uh, interested, it's, it's the expected unlimited growth uh, that uh, companies expect today. Mm-hmm. They expect unlimited growth. There's only so many people on the goddamn planet. Yeah. Right? So if you have, uh, you know, shareholders that are expecting uh, unlimited growth for uh, infinity time, you're going to be disappointed. And that's why companies fail. Because anyway, they just go up and down because they always need to have that unlimited growth. And in order to do that, you have to have turnover in, uh, uh, in products. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but uh, just the, the Hollywood TV and uh, and movies, they're, they're messed up. As far, especially, I don't want, I can't watch trailers anymore. And you know the worst thing about trailers? What's that? Trailers have trailers now. I know, a little, too, like five seconds leading into it. What the <laughs> flying Sam Hill is that all about? Like, I don't need a trailer. I'm watching, I'm in the middle. I've already pressed play on the trailer. I've, I'm going to watch this trailer. I pressed play. Mm-hmm. I, I promise not to stop after five seconds. Okay. That's a, that's a social commitment I'm willing to make if I'm going to watch a trailer. Yeah. Is that I promise not to stop watching the trailer until... You start telling me the whole story. Once you start telling me the whole story, I'm going to stop. Have you seen any of the Thor Love and Thunder trailers? I absolutely refuse uh, to. Uh, no, I have not. Right. I, I will not. I'm trying to stay away from that. Uh, and it's one of those things where I might have to go watch it in the theater like pretty soon so that I can look at the internet uh, without being afraid. Do you want to go next assessment? week? We could maybe go next week. I'm away for the next like six days, but after that. If I haven't seen it already, let me know when you get back. All right. Maybe we should do that. Because I like going to see late shows with you out at the theater by your house. Yeah, because I don't have to go anywhere. I love it. It's I mean, great. It's great for you. I got to drive 30 kilometers, but I'm willing to do it. To Whatever. See That's a your yeah. problem, not a me problem. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, just to wrap that up, like, <clears throat> I hate the way they market things. I, I want to be surprised. I am more sensitive to Walking Dead spoilers now than ever before, to be honest, probably because we're coming to the end and I yeah. wish they would just, just do it. Like just not constantly tell us what's going to happen and who's going to show up. I mean, I know the pleasure is in the details still to a certain degree, like seeing the episode, seeing how it all comes together and plays out. That's fine. That's great. But oh my God, if Michonne is going to show up, if Rick is going to show up, if there's if these characters who have been gone for some time and have kind of been promised that they will return in one way or another, if they're going to do that, don't screw it up. Like, don't tell us more than we need to know. And we'd be all better off, people. I think we would. Yeah. I would be, anyways. And there's, that's all there's I care common about. Sense, there's common sense and then there's marketing opportunity, right? And they... Do not have anything in common. They don't overlap at all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no Venn diagram where the circles interact. No, damn it. Alrighty, well, listen, we'll be back in two weeks when we cover everything that happens at San Diego Comic-Con, and then it sounds like we'll have a little bit of time to maybe talk about Thor, Love, and Thunder, because we love talking about Marvel movies. 
and um, Dawn of the Dead. So that will be fun. But in the meantime, everyone, if you would like to get in touch with us, do so by visiting the website at talkingdeadpodcast.com, clicking on send voicemail at the top to record a message that will get sent right into us. You can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead, which I must admit I've been ignoring a little bit lately, but it's all been part of the month off we took here. So I'll try to get back into that if I can. Do people still use Twitter? Yeah. Some I people, ask that all the time. Uh, they do. Some people still use Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at it, but I try. If someone, if someone directly tweets at us or me, I do my best to uh, respond when, when appropriate. Okay. Um, email. You can email us at talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Looking forward to Comic-Con and the trailers and all that kind of stuff. But until then, everyone, thank you so much. My name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Ciao.